0: Welcome to the Storymakers interview series, where we rave over our favorite narratives and shine some light on the dedicated creatives who bring them to life. This series and our other platforms and channels are part of a larger mission to create an intuitive web space for storytellers' small backgrounds. Our web app will help storytellers publish custom manga, webtoons, comics, and other stories. If you'd like to learn more, please visit our website, storystorm.co. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Storymakers interview series. I'm Jeremy Moore, CEO of StoryStorm.co. And I'm Trudy Choice, the CCO of StoryStorm.co. We honestly just want to rave about the stories we love, take a peek into the minds of the few dedicated creatives in hopes um, that our viewers gain something of value in the process. Today, we're lucky to have Jay Milo with us. Uh, Hi, Jay. Hi, how are you guys today? Hi. That's Doing great. good. Now that we have the formalities out of the way, we can just kind of get into it. It's supposed to be an open conversation that we're having. We really are interested in what you created and i uh, to put a spotlight on it, highlight it if you will. Um, thank you again. It was
1: nice to be on the show. So we're really excited to have you here. We can't wait to hear the origin of your story and to dive deep into the universe of Malor. So I'm actually looking forward to going through it
0: with you guys. Very cool. OK, let's get right into it. Uh, we have a bunch of questions. I'll start with the first. Uh, so, so what's your story? You know, Where do you come from? Um, what what did you do there? Essentially, you know, just start from wherever you think is relevant um, in your creative <laughs> journey so far.
2: Uh, start as far as uh, me or like the uh, story of the topic? You. Uh, OK, so from Virginia. Uh, been here for forever. Uh, so over time, managed to graduate Richard Bland William and & Mary. Got graphic design associates and couldn't figure out exactly what to do with it. One of the biggest things of actually building any type of story is you have, to have like a lot of experience. So over the last 20 years plus, it's just like nothing but comics and anime and movies and eventually after getting all of this and seeing things that you didn't like completely with one to a series you want to create your own uh, so that's pretty much what brought me to
1: creating Malore, uh building the story of uh, what Malora is today. Very cool um, so like how did you get into comics yourself like you say that you're a graphic designer um, by trade like how did you get to, into that?
2: Well oh, uh, That's a good question. Uh, I managed to, I guess, get into anything dealing with comics is just, again, going back and actually uh, watching so many things. And I think I ended up watching like a YouTube video like a really, really long time ago about some guy who managed to start off creating, and I wish for the life of me can remember his name now, um, starting off his own comic book series by just going out and actually doing it. And... Before I even got into the comic book uh, delivery series, I started working on a game way back in the day, um, which if any of you were anything related to card fans with Yu-Gi-Oh!, I managed to create a play off of that with RPG Maker. And then after that, not being as great as I wanted to be, jumping into creating my own thing. Um, that pretty much led me to uh, more. Very cool. That's
0: really cool. Yeah, we definitely remember.
2: <laughs> it was classic back in the day.
0: You talked about Yu-Gi-Oh. What are some of the things that, you know, inspired you early? uh, And and what are some of the things that are are inspiring you today? Oh, early. Um, So,
2: yeah, I I know I mentioned before, like, I'm a huge uh, anime fan. I mean, like, you can think of, like, any basic anime from the 2000s. I'm a huge fan of, I think, Naruto's not my biggest one, but all-time favorite, Cowboy Bebop, of course. I love, like, the complete creativity that came from that. But, um... Jumping back towards games, I think the thing that pushed me so much to create a game was um, I think Zelda was like my number one. Uh, Skyrim, pretty much anything that actually has a storyline, but at the same time manages to pull you in, make you want to do something completely out of the the normal, as they say.
1: That's so cool. I just started playing Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Huge fan. Yeah, huge fan. Um, so like, how did you come up with the name Malor? Like,
2: what does that mean? So I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on how I came up with it. I, I remember reading something not too long ago and it, it was it said something about, um, my Lord. And I was thinking about like the puns that you can possibly use off of using, it's like when you have a name of something, but you can use it in multiple different ways and the spelling of it allows you to use it in multiple different ways. And again, I'm not going to say too much to ruin the uh, future storyline purpose for it, but uh, my lord is the premises of what it's supposed to be.
0: And so Lord, you know, it's a thing. Is it modeled after things like you know, franchises, fictional franchises like Marvel, uh, Dragon Quest, Zelda? Were they influences at all? Um, yeah, I think the biggest one is, and again, I'm, I'm a huge survival game
2: um, player. Uh, at the same time, I'm a huge uh, Pokemon fan as well. Um, so, again, my all-time favorite survival game, and many people probably haven't heard of it Seven Days to Die, it's pretty much allowing you to script what you want into you playing a game, and every single time you play it or someone else plays it, it's completely different. Um, but in a huge way, it does take a lot from Zelda. I know the newest version of Zelda, even though I started working on this like back in 2015.
1: Um, a lot from being able to create a completely different storyline every single time is the main reason for me creating the game. That's really cool. Um, so, Thanks. like, as far as, like, Melor goes, um, is it, like, a one-man operation? Is it, like, a team behind it? Um, how do you really, like, kind of come to that process? I think my biggest thing is being able to do everything and be able to make
2: whatever it is I'm working on the final product that I want it to be. So, one of the things I did notice, especially when uh, someone's actually working on a product, they have more people working on the product, it transforms into what it was to so something completely different. And again, I'm not completely against that, but I, I like to have a final product being something that I can get feedback on based on what I've made, not so much what someone else has done. So as of right now, it is just me, um, and this has been delayed me, uh, a large amount working on two big projects. Uh, solo. Uh, I did manage to actually get uh, Ava, which does an amazing job when it comes to everything when it comes to the drawing uh, for the work, but everything else as far as the uh, storyline, me putting the product together, marketing, everything except for the uh, drawing portion is pretty much uh, me.
0: Oh, I you like it. Self-made me. <laughs>
2: uh, that's <laughs> what you have to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I can hear the struggle in your voice.
2: <laughs> uh, it's exhausting. It's literally uh, waking up. I know I've gotten to the, uh, I, my skills have gotten a lot better since then, but I know when I first started, it was literally just getting up, working on the game for almost to like six or seven o'clock in the afternoon and then managing to do the, like the basic necessities of brushing your teeth and all that <laughs> and eating. And then coming back, taking like a 30 minute break, watching something and then getting right back into it to like two or three o'clock in the morning. But it's, um, it's all work ethic, but because you don't
1: have that, you don't have to make a big project. I like a follow-up to that. Like as a creative, like I know like sometimes like I have obviously projects, like I have like drawings, whatever. Some of them like finished, some of them unfinished, some of them like just like hanging up on my walls, like staring at me. <laughs> like, how do you like how do you like honestly just like get up every day and like do that? Um, like what is that? How do you get that work ethic in you? Well, oh, uh, I think Starting off, I I always picture what I want the final
2: uh, design to be for for the game or for the comic, and my biggest necessity or the biggest thing I don't have a ton of a ton of is time. And they say you can always make more money, but you can never make more time. So five years from now, if by chance I'm still working on this project, and today I can start working on this project and guarantee it's going to be done. But by chance if I keep putting it off to five or six years down the road, it's never going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's, it's just about pushing yourself. I know for me, it's like I just love working on it, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. um, always, when I'm doing something else or watching some other, like, usually during my, excuse me, my uh, 30 minutes of um, break time, as I say, um, I'm always watching, like, uh, something else, some other type of game or some other type of anime, and it gives me an idea. So I always have, like, a little sketch pad. Uh, it's actually right here uh, next to me so <laughs> typically uh, I always write something down or one or two items down and then when I end up going back to working on it I have a few new things that I actually can
1: implement for the next update get people's feedback on it and decide whether or not it'll actually be different for the game
0: that's really cool so, so you just
1: kind of like stay in it I guess yeah literally for like the last uh, three years
2: straight it's like nothing but work but again that's the uh, final goals that everyone's looking
0: forward to mm-hmm. That's incredible, man. It's incredible to hear that drive, that drive and force. Um, it keeps, keeps you coming back to the work.
2: Pretty much. So otherwise, if you're not forcing yourself to do it now, then five years down the really, road, you always think, what could have this project have been? If, and I hate the thought of not getting something done and someone giving feedback on, hey, what happened to this? And you're like, Ugh. I'd rather it being a flop and me putting it out and no one liking it mm-hmm. rather than me never finishing it and saying, oh, well, this is going to be this, but... X,
1: Y, Z, something. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Your story, too, you talk about that drive, being a storyteller, Like you can drive other creatives, too, because what you described there kind of seemed like a creative itch you had to scratch yeah. or, or some type of um, you know comic or game-building itch. And I know other people have it, too, so hearing your story might actually inspire them. Yeah, it's pretty
2: much in any field. It doesn't have to be dealing with comics or video games. Everyone has something they really are obsessed with. And what they say is 99% of the time, if you never push yourself, even within the first year, never not doing too well, or the second year of not doing too well, within that third or fourth year, you're never see what the potential of it is. <laughs>
0: cool. Are those the comics in your
2: background? Um, actually, yeah. <laughs> we're really exactly sure if you can see them from here. We can. Um, <laughs> that's
0: it.
2: Oh they can going change the line. Um, so yeah, that's actually the first 10 issues. Oh, cool. I think the, Eleventh and twelfth issue are actually on website, but I haven't posted them. I mean, I haven't got a chance to do it yet. It's mm-hmm. Slightly busy. They <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: the first ten issues, and I'm actually sure going to
2: be starting on the second
0: season really soon. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. So you spoke a little bit about the survival genre, as you will. you talked about. It. You might you sound like you have extensive knowledge of the video game side of the survival genre. Oh, well, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> how do you adapt the survival genre? from video games, your experiences there, into a comic? How does it mm-hmm. have the same entry? Oh,
2: um, so if you by chance get a chance to look at reading or anyone else gets a chance to go to Webtoons and check out at least the first issue, I think the biggest thing that actually um, I managed to do other than the fact of actually separated the two uh, mm-hmm. storylines between two main characters is create an art, uh, a randomized, a survival version of the game. One of the big things that it actually entails is uh, every single item that's actually in the actual game of the series is actually incorporated into the comic. So when let's say Malora managed to go off and explore and finds a random house, there's a random possibility of him finding one or two items in that house. And I randomized it every single time and end up making a go to a location. So let's say they managed to go to a location. He managed to find an axe or he manages to just find a bow and arrow. Then I'll change the storyline based on him using that item rather than him going in, regardless of what item it is, he's going to find it and it's going to do X, Y, and Z. And it also extends to not so much the items that he finds, but the enemies that they face or um, the other people in the actual game that they may run into, their storyline actually changes as well, which makes it a, hard, a lot harder when it comes to actually making the comic. And it takes a lot longer, but it gives something completely different compared to if you watch any other standard anime or comic book series.
1: So, like, basically the way that I've been interpreting it, right, you've been describing Malar um, as, like, a webtoon comic like kind of thing, but also, like, a game. So, like, how is it, like, as, like, a one-man designer designing, like, a video game that is also, like... A comic?
2: Uh, oof. That's a good question. Okay, so initially I planned on um, releasing an animated series, kind of like um, any other animated series that you would watch, Pokemon or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, anything like that. Um, but to start off doing that, you have to start off with people knowing what the product is. It makes no sense to watch a show that you've never heard of before, if that makes sense. It's mm. so product recognition. So before you get into that, people have to have seen it. So I figured the easiest way of actually people finding out about a series is either through either a comic or media online, which Instagram and things like that are huge as of right now. Um, But doing those is not exactly the easiest thing in the world to actually bring it over into. So the only two things that actually I have a little bit of expertise in is doing a game. So back in 2000. 10, I want to say, I ended up working on um, smaller projects to get a better idea of how games work. After finding out uh, what did work and what didn't work for this uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! series, I ended up jumping to my own series, which was with Malor. Then actually building the game over the last uh, four years, it gave me a lot more expertise of actually meeting a lot more people and taking the anime series and turning it into a comic book series. Um, but again, I think the biggest thing that actually helped um with all of this is the amount of time that I put in. Not so much taking like working in nine to five time frame. It's pretty much your business. So you pretty much have to put in the amount of hours that you want to put in for it. That makes
1: sense. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that definitely not a normal uh nine to five job. <laughs> no. It's unique. What uh you talked a little bit about building a chapter there, you know, randomizing items and whatnot. What other, like, let's put ourselves in, uh, in I don't want to say inside your head or whatever. What considerations are you making when you're about to write an episode of the comic or you're about to, well, let's stick with the comic. What, what considerations are you making? Like, I want the audience to do this or this episode is here. Or are you considering the whole arc of the series or whatnot? What uh, considerations are you making?
2: Oh, uh, so I know one of the big things uh, for myself is typically if I like something, especially when it comes to anime or a movie, I'll watch it. Um, I've been trying to force myself a lot more to watch animes that typically I don't like because it gives me a better idea of things they've done that I don't like that I can probably implement a lot better. Um, One of my big ones, and I know you're probably a huge fan of it, is a One Piece, again, I'm not the hugest fan when it comes to One Piece, but again, I understand where they're coming from. I understand the development from when they started the series and looked that great compared to the very end of the series, which looks really good. Again, they put a lot of work into it. I like the player growth that they actually developed with Luffy. I think I got his name right. Um, that they brought him from point A to where he is now. Um, I think. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is um, being able to. Um, put yourself around as many different genres as possible. Because again, if you, and again, this, this separates into like, at first, when I first started off working on it, I know it's a long answer, but um, I end up watching a few animes and then looking at the feedback for those animes. So anytime people will watch them, they would be like what they thought would happen or what are some of the things they were expecting to happen or if they thought it was stupid, what was the reasons why? Because again, if you can get an idea of what, people like most about that anime you can easily interpret it into your own does that make sense um but again the, i guess the base um that i'm actually looking for to is actually just to introduce everything to give people an idea of what they're looking at as far as introducing characters um some of the animals some of the enemy types some of random situations so they can have a better idea of what more is okay
0: it's really interesting. All I really heard was one piece, one piece, one piece. But uh. <laughs> no, man, that's a really cool answer. Um, I had never thought about it like that. And I've personally been in that situation where I'm trying to do something like that. But that's a really cool
2: answer. It's time. But you have to uh, push yourself through it because otherwise you'll never get to the uh, finish line. It's
0: exhausting, though.
1: <laughs> it sounds exhausting. Uh. Um, For, like, when you think about Malor and you think about, like, yourself, like I know, like you're probably your target audience. Obviously, like people who are like into you. But like, what, Like just like you said, like you don't like One Piece, for instance. Mm. Like, but you start watching it. So like, what would you think? Like a reason why someone who maybe like wouldn't like Malora would like start getting into it for?
2: Oof. That I I'm not exactly sure if I could answer that one properly. Um, I I guess. Uh, okay. Oh, it's good no, that's a good that's a good one. Um, a great example would be um, a long time ago when I first actually started working on the comic book series well, the comic book series, the um actual game, um, I started working on it for a long period of time, and I ended up starting to get feedback on it. Some of the feedback actually was um, they didn't like it or what the reasons were for them not liking it. and two other people I actually reached out to to find out what their um, reasons for. Not like you know what I could possibly do to make it better, but over time, I actually start to notice that if the person doesn't like like the the basic genre series of like um, survival games, then again it wouldn't completely uh, incorporate them into it. It's like if by chance I brought out a game like Mario and you hated uh, platform games, then there's no way of me forcing you to like that game so one thing that you have to always notice um, to find your audience—the people that like your product—by chance they like X, Y, and Z, and you perform X and Y in your your comic or game. There will be more uh, inclined to actually liking your product. It's not to completely change your product to fit everyone, but to make sure your product fits the people that like that certain genre of whatever it is you're putting out. I can't force you to like Madden if you don't like football, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't like uh, bad football. Um, <laughs> but I can I can give you a better
0: Madden bash.
2: Uh <laughs> he is not gonna be out of publishing me anytime soon, so it's okay. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. Did you play Madden uh, I played it before. Did you like it? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought I thought it was okay. Like I mean, there's some like EA games like I like. like. I love Sims, and that's an EA game. Um, this like,
2: was actually decent. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There are some
2: th- decent games too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hockey I'm a little better than decent, but yeah,
1: yeah. You really so, like
2: Sims.
1: I, re- I really love Sims. I love Sims. Like it is so fun.
0: So I don't have a problem with Sims. I like it too. I think
2: there's some good sports games too. It's just not football.
0: That's true. With Sims, uh, when I can think of Sims, it's the only video game in its genre, right?
1: Basically, like it's the only thing that you can like do whatever you want to like, replicate in a sense, like real life. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so I hear it. Um, I'm not going to give my opinion on Madden. I'm going to give my opinion on Madden. Obviously, we, we need, you know, 2K needed the opportunity to make a game. We're not going to go back into all that. It's been on the internet thousands of times, but. Um, Next question, man. Next question. There's enough mad bashing on the internet to go around. We don't <laughs> have to do it. Um, so the Malora universe is, is really just getting started. Like you have 10 issues behind you, but it's just got like so much room for expansion. Um, does it have a ceiling? Uh, how far does it go? Is it as long as something like one piece or, you know, are you playing like a 25 season anime episode series or something like that?
2: So initially, I was planning on actually releasing uh, just 12 issues for the comic and then try to move into an animated series. Um, I think as of right now, because again, I managed to do somewhat decent when it comes to the first 12 issues. And a lot of people gave me amazing feedback on it that they really looking forward to the next uh, issue, which actually starts the next season of the series. So now it's actually moved into releasing the next uh, at least six issues before I actually work on the animated series. Wow. And hopefully by the end of September, i actually be done with the game. So I have a lot more time to uh, make a lot more connections and try to figure out what exactly is the uh, platform I want to stand on as far as animation, the music design and everything else with the actual animated series. Uh, but I don't really see there being a ceiling for it. I keep plan on putting out a lot more um, material, especially when it comes to the series to try to keep the uh, platform going.
0: So Melor is alive as long as you're alive.
2: Oh, pretty much. I, I suppose that makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me anything, man. <laughs> no, it's cool. It just I noticed it did have, you know, a lot of room for expansion. There's no you can kind of blow the top out, if you will. It doesn't have a finite, you're not your character's not trying to solve uh, a problem that I really see is really short or finite.
2: Yeah, I noticed um, one of the big things that I was actually looking at um, when it comes to working on because I know as of right now it's more of a survival uh, version. Um and also the a um, collection Pokemon-esque game where you actually worry about collecting certain monsters as well. Um, but one of the really cool things that someone actually gave me really good feedback on is actually adding mysteries and things that the characters actually solve over time as well. So it's not so much you're forced every single time to worry about a battle happening or um, a big match happening or some type of confrontation between two players, zombies, animals, or something like that, but also a situation where a mystery may happen you may help them out in the process. But again, I think um, as of right now, I know the, I can't remember the exact numbers. I think it's like the fifth, the, as of right now, the fifth, the 10th, the 12th, and it's like every, fifth except for the 12th issue of the comic actually specializes with not so much Malora Mio which are the two main characters but it actually jumps into other locations in the map and it has those characters being specialized on If you get a chance to look at the fifth issue it's actually not so much about the main characters which completely over time are going to turn into something completely different.
1: So, like, from a creative standpoint, um, like, how did you develop your style? Like, the style for the game and then the style for the comics itself? Oof. Um, starting off,
2: again, if you, <laughs> I don't know if I actually have a picture or anything for it. Starting off, it was just, it was really bad. Like, when you look at it compared to now, you'd be like, what was that? <laughs> um, I remember, I remember when I first put the um, series on um, Steam Greenlight. Back in the day, Steam Greenlight was a service where you would post your idea to a bunch of people and they would decide if they liked it or not. And then they would vote on it between one and a thousand, the top 100 views were the ones that actually got voted into Greenlight. And then you can make it into a series or make it into a game on Steam Mm -hmm. um, other than paying a hundred dollars. So at, at the very beginning point, it wasn't even in the top 1,000, and then eventually, near the end of the year, it's like almost two months in, I got to number two. But when it first started off, it was just like you look at it, you're like, "What is this? I don't, I don't want, I don't want to watch this, or I don't want to look at this." Um, but I, I, I think one of the things that I actually look forward to is actually seeing it where anime goes, because I want to create something that graphically you'll look at and you want to. Not so much just look at just watch the comic or watch the anime or play the video game based on the animations, but I want that to be a staple of what more could
0: be. Is there anything that fans or you gotten feedback on that people completely miss about the series or they misinterpret as you constantly hear from? Like, do you have any Easter eggs hidden? Um, or is there something that fans give you feedback on, or people think of the series that's wrong?
2: Um
0: that they don't point out that they should, or do you think they should? Just kind of a, you know, behind the brain question, if you will.
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. Starting off, I think, uh, with the series, I know um, one of the big things I always get a lot of questions on is if it's, um what's the name of the game? Hold on, I wrote it down here. Uh, Duke Nukem. Everyone used to give it a comparison of it being a Duke Nukem game. And again, I, I one of, Duke Nukem is actually one of my favorite games out there. Um, but I wasn't anticipating the game actually being a Duke Nukem game. I was planning on it being more of a, a open world survival game, almost like the comparison of um, Skyrim or even Zelda. Um, I think the main reason why I actually managed to take the Duke Nukem uh, uh genre of games is based on the fact that with Duke Nukem, the older version is like literally you're in a narrow hallway. You move forward, you turn left, turn right, you rotate. And in a big way, it does does that. But that wasn't my initial um, reason for putting out the game. But other than that, uh, I don't think I've gotten any other major feedback on it. It's just um, a lot of feedback on the fact of it being uh, them wanting it to be something completely different than it is instead of it being a survival game being just an adventure game where everything's linear, which I'm not a, a huge fan of. But again, as of right now, it's not a closed booklet on, on making the series, but it's limited to being what it is for right now.
1: Um, so is there anyone you'd like to work with in the future?
2: Oof. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I just couldn't think of a name. Um, I, I think uh, in the future, it just depends on... Uh, where this series is, if by chance I managed to get into uh, the department of actually doing animation, uh, which I'm really looking forward to doing. There's like a, a large amount of developers, a large amount of uh, animation workers. I know um, Yoko is going to be number one on my list uh, when it comes to any type of audio. Done an amazing job when it comes to all of the audio that she's worked on. Yoko who? Um, Yoko, of course, was a cowboy people. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's Albert is Yeah.
2: Uh, I know there's there's a lot of uh, small developers I was actually talking to over the last uh, week or so, but as of right now, I I don't have any direct names. Um, I think as of right now, I'm really looking forward to what it could be, and if by chance I do get to the point where it's actually a lot bigger than it actually is, then I'll probably start to throw out a lot more names on people that I want directly to work with. But as of right now, I've been talking to a lot more people and even a Uh, last week or so someone actually asked to to join the team but I'm not really uh, in the joining department as of right now
0: this is the last subject matter related question uh, for me Uh, do you have any advice for you know any other aspiring game developers or storytellers really
2: well um, I I think the biggest thing is so I know when I first started off it it wasn't exactly easy to make games and you will run into a lot of amazing channels that actually do reviews for games, but at the same time, their job is to find things to either entertain the people that they're working with or the fans or to make the fans come back. So again, their job is to find things that are wrong with the product. Um, so to know exactly what your product is, what you're actually shooting for, not so much to change the product to fit one uh, fan, but to keep within that genre that you're actually working with and to never take criticism uh, too, too lightly. Because again, uh, one of the biggest issues that happens with a lot of developers is typically if they get feedback from one or two people, then they'll take that feedback and they'll talk to that person directly. They, they may get angry with that person directly and then that information that they actually posted to that person directly gets posted to the internet. And then what they've done as, let's say, uh, Jay, is posted everywhere and it actually ruins your product. So you have to separate your product from you. You have to understand that one or two people may not like the product, but you overreacting for that one person for what they said can end up ruining what you're actually shooting for. Mm. Yeah, I
1: mean, no, that's like a really good answer. Um, I like as creative. Uh, I know I hate criticism. I <laughs> need to work on that. Obviously, like I know, like criticism is like hella, hella, hella important. Yeah, um, it does make you better. Obviously, anyone who hates criticism knows that. It's just like you gotta like get through that like internal um like wanting to be perfect or wanting your work to be perfect kind of thing. Hmm. I think that's the reason
2: why. And like, Again, I I hate the t- the type of people that actually just um, when you get criticism they post hey, we understand your feedback and we'll do this with we'll our best to actually get back to it and see what we can do to correct it. But it makes sense why they do that now. Because again, if you uh, post feedback for every single person that says, hey, your product is not that great. And you're like, oh, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. And then the next person's like, hey, your product's garbage. And blah, 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 blah. blah. Eventually it's going to eat at, eat at you. Um, so you're not going to want to actually go and work on that product. You're going to think, hey, well, this person thought it was horrible. Why am I going to waste... Another hour doing this instead, I can go and watch a movie, or go out, hang out with my friends, or X, Y, and Z. Um, so your mentality is one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to working on a big project. To keep in mind, uh, one person's feedback, even though it's helpful uh, to a small degree, it's not going to change what your product is.
0: Stay on your own individual path, man. That's what it is. Jay, this has been incredible. Um, thanks so much for sharing a video time with us. Mm. I'd love to do this again sometime further down the road. You know, see how Melora's grown. Um, of course. What do you say?
2: Of course. Uh, yeah, as long as I'm here, I'd be more than happy to do some interviews. It can hurt. Give me a small break.
0: Awesome.
1: Thanks, man. So, um, thank you, for you today, uh, like Jeremy said, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for being a guest with us um Thanks to all those who are listening and watching. Um, be sure to check out StoryStorm.co um, StoryMakers to view this content and to view the first chapter of Survive Survive Me, um, Malor, and to see what else she is working on. Um, mm. Also, please stay locked into our social media feeds um, for more StoryMaker series, free digital art, paid content, and storytelling resources.
0: I definitely wanted to try to pass the mic back to you to to shout out any content or any links that you want uh, to send people to. You know, where should fans of Malor be right now or where do you want them to be?
2: Uh, so a big thing you can actually check out, I know as of um, recently, I've been trying to keep up a lot more with is um, Malor uh, on Instagram, um, actually on Facebook as well. I believe I'm on Twitter. Uh, I, I'm very bad when I keep up uh, when it comes to um, uh, media uh, lore.com is actually the best place to actually keep up with me I know I have a big update coming out like in five days so I have to get back to work uh, but yeah my social media is, I think my biggest ones you can actually easily keep up with me on would be uh, Instagram would
0: be at Malore. alright we should do one favor we're gonna on, on the count of three we're just gonna do peace one two three peace, peace.